0: Hello, and welcome to uh, Point of View. I'm Ryan, joined today by Elliot. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Um, I could be doing better, so the blue got eliminated yesterday. Sucks. You kind of expected that, though, right? Well, I mean, I figured they'd at least fight to try to defend their championship. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. um, Cardinals lost yesterday, and the Pacers are going to get swept by the Miami Heat, so, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It is what it
0: is, though. Life of growing up as a Midwest sports fan, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so while we're here, I guess everybody knows us from Cannon Snakes in the Olympic oh, or any of our listeners do. They all know, I mean, our, our true loves are uh, Roma. You're, Roma for you, obviously, in Arsenal. But uh, could you explain um, why you love the Celtics? Because I know you're a big Celtics fan and why you love UConn basketball. All right, well,
1: so my stepdad, who um, passed away a few years ago, all of his family is from the Connecticut area. Um, so when I when I was growing up and stuff, that was like we had the we had the local teams, we had the Vikings, the, the Timberwolves and other stuff. But I never like like was roped into that. So when uh when my mom met my stepdad and he basically we uh I, I learned about not learned, but that that's all this the the sort of the um the teams they supported. And I'm a I'm a really big fan of basketball. So when the Celtics um, they were awful for a while, but yeah, I don't know. I just kind of fell in love with that thing just because it wasn't like the first team I knew about, but it was like the first team that I, you know, that I really got into, um, not counting Roma. And then the reason I like UConn is all my family members from that sort of area went to UConn or had gone to UConn or just been in UConn basketball
0: sort of thing. So, right. I mean, go ahead. So that makes sense. Um, I'm born and raised in St. Louis. My family's from St. Louis. Um, so of course, you got the Blues. You know, you got the Car- You got the Cardinals. Had the Rams. Um, the reason I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm not a ba- – for anybody that wonders, I'm not one of those people that just jump on the bandwagon with Patrick Mahomes. That's been there for a long time. Um, when you grow up in St. Louis, we really don't have a football team. So you really get three options. Um, you get the Cardinals because they have a lot of fans in St. Louis still because even though they left – they didn't leave in a way like the Rams did. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Um, So a lot of people still root for them. Um, You had the Rams, obviously, and then you had the Chiefs. And I just picked the Chiefs because they had the coolest logo.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: (laughs) And then my uncle, um, um, I didn't really get into basketball until 2008, but it's funny because I I fell in love with it. Um, My uncle um, is from Indianapolis. My aunt met him in 2001. Um, so, I remember um, going to like Pacers games like really early on, like 2003, 2004, getting yeah. to see Richie Miller. I didn't really appreciate the magnitude of what I was witnessing, <laughs> yeah. you know, back then. Yeah. But now I like fully appreciate it. So, like, my uncle's kind of inducted me, you know, when you're from Indiana, it's like religion there. Mm-hmm. It's the closest thing in America. Would you say, like, European football fans is basketball in Indiana? So, yeah, it comes close. I would say call it a.
1: Indiana basketball and uh, college football. Uh, some. Yeah,
0: so, you know, I mean, I didn't really have a choice but to be a Pacers fan. Right. But yeah, I've been stuck with that um, awful team choking every year and <laughs> achieving the first round. I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you, Victor Aldebi. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Savonis. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It's rough life. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. So, um, to start our show, I know, obviously, you're a Celtics fan, but I know you also do support the Timberwolves. Um, yeah. Number one overall pick. They get Anthony Edwards. Surely, surely they had Wiggins. They traded him. Yeah. But Charlie Anthony Towns, surely maybe this is the time that they finally turn around and get it, like, maybe, I don't know, like, four, five, six years straight in the playoffs and maybe have a deep run or two? I, th- I hope so.
1: I just I'm, – I'm sitting here and thinking about this draft, and I'm my, my entire mentality is please don't mess this up like Anthony Evers is the the um the obvious pick here but if they don't take him I'll be okay with Wiseman but I just I don't want them to take Ball just yeah. because just because the circus is going to come to town um and everything but we, we got we they have some good stuff though because Towns I don't really like his attitude on the defensive end I I feel like he doesn't like sometimes he's not asserting himself enough um and uh so that's a concern so if if they don't draft edwards which they absolutely should draft i will i'd be okay with wiseman because he's he's a seven foot one um power forward center who can who can they could feed off each other um and then obviously we have to, we have to angela russell which is why i don't think drafting ball makes sense besides the fact that he's sort of um i, I think he plays point guard Um, I don't think it'd be horrible but it's just it's just not the ideal pick right here Um, yeah but then they have good pieces I like Jared Culver Um, I think he next year he's gonna take a big step and then they have um, D'Angelo Russell who when healthy is incredible Um, the team is the team's awful but getting to see him play a few times at the end of the last season I thought he played really really well. Um, yeah, and then they have a good chemistry between him and Kat because they've known each other forever. So my thing is, um, they just need more depth. They need more guys they can bring off the bench. And so we're not playing with like a seven-man roster where we have a, a couple good players and I like the um, – I forgot his name. The guy who we, got, who we traded um, when we were making all these crazy trades with Denver. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was he's been really good. Uh, he was averaging like 20 plus, uh, yeah. End of end of the regular season, um, and then there's there's the good pieces there. Um, I just I, I want them to draft the right pick, and then hopefully, I don't know how they do it if it's free into your trades, but get get some depth that can really help us because if if they're in the Eastern Conference with this team, may, maybe not as it stands, but I think they could eventually make the playoffs. But in the West, yeah. it's going to be more difficult because you got the Suns and and Book. Who didn't make the playoffs? You got John Moran and the Grizzlies. You have the Pelicans. So there's going to be a lot of other teams that, that are going to be vibing for that playoff spot. Um, so I think, again, step one, just make the playoffs for the Wolves. Um, even if they get swept, just get in there. Yeah. Because I, you want to get in the playoffs regularly. If you become, like, choking in the playoffs consistently, then we have a different conversation. But they haven't been in the playoffs. I mean, they, they had that one year when they lost to the to the uh, Rockets in five. But then before that had been like 10, 12 years before they made the playoffs since then, since basically the, the KG trade. So it's just like, let's just, let's just make the playoffs a few times. I'm going to give Ryan Sanders another, Saunders another year. I think yeah. he's done, I think he's done a decent job. Um, but if we have a great, a good team or a good enough team to make the playoffs and we don't make the playoffs, then we're going to have to start having that conversation. I hope it works for him because of his dad it means a lot to Minnesota and uh coaching uh, the time that went, went to the conference finals um, was big part of uh, KG getting drafted when he where he did and um, who's I mean passed away a couple of years ago So he's so important he's like we have Malik Seeley in the rafters and we have um, uh, Flip Saunders and KG will be probably joining him shortly but just because of the relationship that we have with that family I hope it works for him yeah, because you don't want we don't want to have to make the decision to get rid of him. But I think he's he's a good coach. It's just we have to just see what he does, because I think last year he did good job considering how bad the team was. But so, again, I, I'm hoping it goes well. But I think altogether, the number one pick, I think, is going to be great. So if they take if they take one of these guys, uh, Edwards or Wiseman, that's great. If they trade the number one pick for Devin Booker, that's great. So I'm I'm open for business at the number one pick. Um, and I'll, I'd even be okay with ball. It's just not my preference. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, can we finally get rid of this idea that the NBA is rigged? Because the Knicks had a good <laughs> chances to get the number overall pick the two years in a row. Yeah. Would you believe that if the Knicks were even decent? It'd be great for the NBA. And yet, the number overall pick the last two years with these players coming out has gone to the Pelicans and Timberwolves. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the basketball's
1: just better when the Knicks are, are winning. So yeah. we all want them to be, I mean, I'll be honest, I wanted the Wolves to get the number one pick, but I wanted them to get in the top three. And then yeah. last year, all the teams that were trying to lose, the Falcons, uh, not the Falcons, the, the Hawks, the um, the, um, the Knicks, um, I think the Bulls, all these really bad teams that were, like, losing on purpose, none of them got in the top three. So this yeah. is, this defuncts everything because the teams actually trying to, you know, lose are not getting top picks. It's, it's all by randomness and stuff and – yeah it's not rigged. You can say certain parts of the NBA rigged but the draft lottery isn't rigged um, just because I mean there was a year that Cleveland got the number one pick when LeBron left the first time and came in the second time but yeah. still I just I don't think it's rigged. I think it's 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 just bad luck for the Knicks because it would have been great if they had gotten even like a top three pick yeah. because outside of three. Maybe there's, I think there's four potential franchise changers here in this draft, maybe five. Outside of that, there's not much. So who do you draft at eight if you're the Knicks? It's just like, exactly. they're not they're like, because um, you have, you have Wiseman, you have um, Edwards, you have Ball. Um, I'm, I'm really high on the uh, Israeli um, international kid. I think he's special. And then there's one more name I'm, I'm not thinking of. But those, those are the five to draft in this draft. Outside of that, there's not much there which is why yeah. I, I would rather the Celtics trade the 14th pick if we can't get a good player. And I think the Knicks and other teams should consider that too because once you get out of the, the, the cream of the draft, you're not left with a bunch. And that's that's the problem with the Knicks because, all right, the eighth pick is whoever, but it's not a guy who's going to change your franchise unless you're exactly. in Exactly. Like, unless you, you like, by coincidence, draft like a, a European kid like Giannis, who ends up being a superstar in three years, but... yeah. I don't know. It's just – it's unfortunate for them. But at the same
0: time, you know, what, what can you do? Oh, no, it makes me laugh too because, and trust me, I feel bad for Spike Lee. I really do. That yeah. So much, you know, being a fan of that team. Yeah. But it, it, it amazes me, okay. And before we get into the playoffs. Yeah. You be consistently that bad for that long when you're in that market. And, and this is my thing. Their owner owns the Rangers too. And I'm not saying the Rangers are world beaters shell, but they're yeah. consistently in the playoffs. They can always attract re- big free agents. They were in the cup final a couple years ago. Yeah. How, how do you think it is? And I, I know the answer is because Dolan doesn't care about hockey. He cares about yeah. Yeah. He gets the meddlesome in basketball. But even that being said, why don't you think you'd be able to attract at least one or two free agents or is that man just that toxic?
1: I think the, what happened last year is a proof of how toxic he actually is because it was at, like the whole buzz about Kyrie, uh, Kyrie and KD, the whole whole offseason was to the Knicks. No one talked about the Nets until Kyrie's like, you know what, I'd rather play for the Nets. And then the whole narrative changed around where they were going. So the fact they couldn't land one superstar and yeah. they, had, they had the money to pay them, the, um, KD not only picked the Nets, he like trashed the Knicks on his way to the Nets. And yeah. <laughs> Kyrie, because he came up with some comments after that about how it's, um, it was on, a, um, he was on a podcast with um, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson about, and he was talking about the Knicks. And he was just saying, you know, something about uh, all it is, is, is a big name. It's not, there's not actually, you know, glory attached to it anymore. Um, because no one in, the, in our generation has seen the Knicks win anything. <laughs> so it's just like, that's yeah. that just proves how toxic he is. And then he he had the thing where he kicked the thing he did with Charles Oakley and then he kicked out a fan just for saying sell the team. And it's just sure. like it, it just it's Lee in the elevator. Yes, exactly. It's it's just run so poorly that um it's just unraveling and it has for a long time. And it, it just I don't know. It's just like it just seems like we're and then they hired T- Tom Thibodeau, which is I, I don't understand. Um so it's just like they're making all the wrong decisions at the same time. And I know they're cleaning up some stuff in the in the front office where they, yeah. they hired a few guys who 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 have done well, but it's just it just doesn't seem enough. I like the kid they drafted last year, um, RJ Barrett, who probably would have been the number one pick before the college season. So yeah. I think he's good. They're they're trying they're thinking maybe trying to get Donovan Mitchell. And maybe that's doable, but you know, it's just, it's just a mess over there. And I'm not saying there's other teams that are, are going through similar stuff, but because of the big name, um, it's that's just the situation they find themselves in. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play there. I wouldn't either. There's I, no love, chance. Yeah, I love Madison Square Garden. It's a great place to watch basketball and play basketball, presumably, but I still wouldn't want to play there.
0: Exactly. Um, Now you're um obviously a Celtics fan. Uh. And they extended Brad Stevens I know it's a little bit old, older news. do you think this is the right move? I mean I get it he's got you to game seven of the conference finals and he international he's never been able to get over the hump
1: yeah well that's that's largely because he operates with he doesn't operate with people like Kyrie just because of the attention he provides he 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 works with specific type of superstars ones like Kemba Walker is a superstar but he is he's a quiet guy. He doesn't demand being the man. He doesn't have, there's this, he doesn't have a lot of ego. So Kemba came into the Celtics last year as their best player by like game 10. He was already their second best player. And he, he accepted that role and that's why it's worked with Kemba. And then Jason Tate and Jalen Brown are also, they're not loud obnoxious and I'm not saying all superstars are obnoxious, but they don't have the aura of like a James Harden or Russell Westbrook or something who's going to be demanding certain things. I mean, I, I just think the type of team he has right now is exactly what makes him good. What made him so impressive Butler is he was getting to, to the, the national championship with team, with, with, with very minimal NBA players and playing against UConn and then Duke who they almost beat Duke with that, uh, the Gor- Gordon Hayward three-pointer Um but you know, so it's just like I think the way it's all being constructed. These are Brad Stevens' guys, and I think I think he's brilliant, just in terms of what he does from like a tactical point of view, and and the the way he can get the best out of certain players. I think it was the right move because I think Brad Stevens is a, is a, a top, I don't know, top five coach in the league. So if you if you don't extend him, what who, what are you going to get instead? I know uh, Mark Jackson would be a good one. He hasn't coached in a while though, and. So Brad Stevens is, I think, is, is perfect for the Celtics, and I think it was the right move. Um, as far as getting over the hump, I put that more on Danny Ames than Brad Stevens because Danny Ames could have got Paul George, um, and all he had to give up was because when um, when Oklahoma City traded for Paul George, they didn't give up that much, and Boston could have yeah. done exactly the same thing. So it's just like that's where they screwed up is getting that and that, I think they him. Miss- yeah, and they mishandled the Kyrie situation he was just poisonous to that locker room. And I still like Kyrie, but it's just like, it didn't work, but this works. And I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the playoffs. There's a chance they make the finals here because we haven't seen the Bucks do what they're expected to do. So, and I know it's only been a year and they should make the finals, but at the same time, it's just it just seems like this is one of these teams that could end up win, making the finals. I'm not sure yeah. they will because Toronto's, excellent and so is Milwaukee when they're at their best but still with that team and with that coach they have a legit chance of possibly getting there so we'll see what happens with the whole Brad Stevens thing but I like where it is right now because I mean the Sixers aren't the greatest team but they're making them look like they shouldn't be in the NBA that's how bad they've looked last night they looked okay Uh, that was a close game but game two especially they they were up by like oh they embarrassed them yeah, um, they were up like 50 points at one point or something like that. They, were out, they they had a run where they outscored them like 69 to 23 or something. So it's just like, so maybe maybe the Sixers aren't the biggest test. But, they, but they, I, thought, I think they've done a good, decent job on Joel Embiid, which is basically their primary primary star in that team. Um, yeah. But I think we'll really see what this team is made of when they play the Raptors because that's going to be the, the, the true telling of, of how this is. But he, I think, I don't think, I, I, I'd like them to make the conference finals minimum. Yes. But, and I, would, I wouldn't necessarily call it a failure, but it just would have been, it would, it would just have been an underachievement if they don't at least make, because I'm not expecting them to make the finals. Going into the season, I didn't expect them to make the finals because I, I figured it'd be bucks Clippers. Um, or Bucks. Like, I mean, it depends when you ask me, but it was, it's one of the L teams in the Bucks is what the, what, I, what I thought the whole time. But I thought just going through that, I thought the Celtics would at least have a shot at getting there because they would. I think they're going to match up with the Bucks down the road, but uh, because of the new situation, and everything that's happened this season, we'll see what actually happens. But I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting, but I think they have a good chance at least potentially because Jason Tatum's he's he's a real deal. Um, oh yeah. Uh, The the last boy, too. Yeah. He blocked uh, Joel Embiid on that shot at the end of the game last night. And, you know, he he ended up getting fouled on the way to the basket. And it was like a tie game at that point. Um, Yeah. And he's gone from, you know, a a potential start to, like, a real start. Because before Kyrie, he was excellent. Then there was a little declining because of being involved with Kyrie in in the team where he just hangs onto the ball for, like, the whole shot clock. And then this year he's taking an even bigger step, and yeah. he's up there with the top players in the league. I don't care what anybody says; he's he's certainly up there. I'm not even trying to be biased here. He just he's I mean he's not in the up upper echelons with like uh, Giannis um, and LeBron and people like that and Kawhi, but he's in that next level with like um, Paul George and um, you know Westbrook and people like that. Um, so. So it's going to be interesting, but I think he's he's the guy now. And I think Kemba, Kemba's kind of accepted that now. Kemba, Kemba had a great game last night, but he knows yeah. that that's the guy. And we we also have Jalen uh, Brown, who also was a borderline star, too. So he has the stars. It's just not the stars that make a problem. So it's not like a Kyrie or I, – I love LeBron, but LeBron can create problems just because of his overall aura. So Brad Stevens has three – potentially three superstars – that all don't have that sort of impact, where there are more quiet guys who just step
0: on a cord and swish. <laughs> yep. Um, other news um, Sacramento Kings finally, finally have gotten rid of Laddie Divock. And I love Laddie Divock's great player, phenomenal story, but my God, what an atrocious 10 years of GM. Uh, you remember uh, they had Boogie Cousins, okay? Do you remember three years in a row? He drafted Willie Coley Stein. Yep. Center, power forward. Instead of getting help for Boogie Cousins, signed Costa Cufis, gave him all a million a year, and then <laughs> Georgios Papajanis next year. I mean, Canes fans have to be absolutely <laughs> celebrating this move. Do you There's, think this finally be a turning point? Because this team plays in the capital of California, another big market. Yeah. Big as New York, obviously. Do you think this could be like the turning point where they get some young, exciting players and start pushing for the playoffs? I think they can as long as they
1: – you fix that upstairs, then I think everything – and I'm not sold on Luke Walton. I, I know he was a great player – or not a great player. He, he was good as an assistant with the Warriors, and I thought he did well in the Lakers considering all the distractions that surrounded it. I'm not sure he's the guy, so that, that's, that's, yeah. my, that's my first point. But I have faith in the Kings because of what's – the, what's their point guard's name? Um, Fox. Yeah, Darian Fox. He's as good as some of these guys making the All-Star games. He's sensational. So this is the type of player they should have drafted when Boogie was there, because yes. now Fox is the man there. And, and they have other good pieces. They have um, um, God, my, the names are are escaping me. He went to Oklahoma. Um, oh, come back to me. Um, they have good shooters off the bench. They have. Uh, I think they have um, uh, Harrison Barnes who's won a championship they yep. they've, they've gotten a lot of there's a lot of good pieces there I think what they need is a like, maybe not a superstar but like a star so maybe they go get um, I know uh, um, TJ Warren's been absolutely incredible during the bubble but someone like not maybe, maybe not him but somebody like that who can yeah. help who can help them a little bit maybe if um, I don't know. I can't think of anyone on the top of my head, but just just someone who can give them give help a little bit more help, give maybe, you know, 20-point game score. doesn't have to be. Maybe like a Julius Randle or something like that. Just someone that can help them a little bit. But I love Fox. So as long as he's there and they're drafting better, then I think they should be okay. It's just – it's really unfortunate because it would be great if they had a top, you know, five pick in this draft just because it, yeah. the, the draft – the, the the draft's been weaker each year and it just tapped it taps out at five. So anyone you draft below five isn't gonna be who you want them to be. So it just if they if if they could get someone like a young player, maybe not in this draft, but someone of the of a an age under 23. Um I don't see them making like a blockbuster move, but maybe signing a free agent that maybe isn't as hyped up as some of the bigger ones and then maybe they could do something. But I think Fox is the key and they just gotta They just got to make better decisions when it comes to draft, when it comes to everything else. It's just like if they start making better decisions, they're going to be a better team because I think they have an all-star point guard. He hasn't made the all-star, but in my mind, he's an all-star. So, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, Why do you think the draft's been getting weak every year? Do you think it's bad development in college? Do you think it's the one and done? Like, honestly? Because, I mean, I kind of think the one and done thing kind of hurts your development. I think there's something to be said for saying you're staying your sophomore year in college. Even up to like your junior, or senior, like look at a player like Joakim Noah, would have never been even a pick in the um, draft if he would have left Florida his first years, stayed for his senior year, was a top pick, and turned into one of the best centers over five years. So do you think there's something to be said for staying in college a little bit longer? Going I think – going over, going over to Europe for a year and playing? Um, I think Europe is the
1: one. So in this generation of college basketball, you you got the five – Last year was maybe three. I thought there were three like really good players coming into the draft. Um, I wasn't high on Cam Reddish and some of the other guys that are sort of sprinkled in there, but I liked um, Zion and and RJ and um, Ja, and that was it. <laughs> like going yeah. into the going into the draft. Um, so in this generation of of college basketball, if you don't get one of those guys, draft you draft international. It I don't care if. The prospects ranked 27th on the big board. If you have the sixth pick, you draft an international player because outside of the five best players from this draft, you're not going to get – because at least with an international player, you have a chance – you have a chance to do something. So – and not everyone's going to turn into Dantich and Giannis, but you could get someone like Patty Mills. Or yeah. The, the Spurs have done a good job with Ginobili or Parker. And Patty Mills is going to – Even like just, a Hito Turkoglu. Yeah, for sure. Or just even like a I know I know he played in, but just someone who's played in Europe. Um, yeah, that's why I think, especially in this draft, Lamelo Ball is going to get drafted um, higher because he was in Australia instead of the college basketball. Um, yeah, and I know I know he only played twelve games, but uh, just to answer your question. I think the one and done is ruining college basketball because we had guys like back in the old days like. Um, Joe King, no, the Florida team, Joe King Noah, Corey Brewer, um, and, and um, you know, just a bunch of players from that. They played three years, even if they could have left after one year. Um, there were some North Carolina guys who stayed a long time. Uh, Ty Law stayed, like, three years. And then you have – you always have some guys who just need to leave, like Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. Those are, like, the only two players that I've seen. Zion, too. And maybe – no, RJ stayed, too, actually. So that's another example. RJ, he wasn't playing at, or not RJ. Um, John Morant stayed two years playing at Morgan State, which isn't um, a big school. So I think just the, the one that is ruining it because you can't build a team in college yeah. basketball with with people leaving year in and year out. Um, you have guys like Trey Burke, who who left after a year and that that didn't go out well for him. We have the the, the guy who used to um, who went to school down the road um, from uh, Minnesota. Um, uh, Jones, uh, um, Titus Jones, who came into yeah. the league and did nothing until his second to last year in Minnesota. And then, I mean, there's countless, you know, ways to highlight the, the problem with the whole thing. But I just think the college basketball stuff, Villanova is the one team that does it right. I'll draft a Villanova player anytime because people who go to Villanova don't leave after a year. Most, exactly. de- most players who go to that program, intend to stay, where if you go to Duke, Kentucky, even like Kansas, North Carolina, Carolina, you get one year, one out. Wiggins, Jabari Parker, uh, you know, guys like that. It's been an
0: absolute train wreck for him. For both of them.
1: Yeah. They're they're both busts. Wiggins has a chance to not be one because he's in Golden State with with that ownership group, with that owner, with that coach, with Steph and Clay. So there, he I think he can turn it into something, but they, those two just haven't panned out. And I thought,
0: I thought those two were going to be excellent coming out just because they look so great. But it's just like I thought. I thought Jabari Parker would, be, would have won an MVP if in his first four years. That's how high I was on him.
1: I thought he was. I thought he was incredible. So yeah.
0: I, I want. That's why I was.
1: I wanted him to stay another year just so he could develop his game more. So it's just like it's one of those things, and some players should just. You know, this is why I kind of think they should open up the high school thing again, because people who are going to college are going to stay and you know be there. They're not just going for half the year, because these college kids are going there for half the season and they're going to the draft. They're not they're not there for school, so it's just like I don't know. Go ahead. Make their brand. Yeah, exactly. And you know, people like Zion should left after a year. KD should left after a year, but i should have been in
0: the nba the year before that though
1: yeah that's that's fair so just there's there's guys who do justify themselves being you know beyond the college stuff but these guys going in and out like all these kentucky guys who go from like the harrison brothers do you remember those guys at kentucky um, Yeah. twins who, who were really good in college they left after or too early and i don't think either one is on an nba roster so that just proves some of these guys are leaving after one year to be a second round pick. We're to average one point seven points your first year. So it's just like I just wish guys would stay more. Michael Jordan stayed for three years. And if the goat yeah. is staying three years, I think others should as well. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Patrick Ewing stayed four. So it's just like you know what I
0: mean. Yeah. Um, speaking of like the guys like St. Fournier, I do give a lot of credit to Roy Williams. Like, would you agree with that great, phenomenal college coach? Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Calipari's and Bill Selfs. I mean, do yeah. you think they're good coaches or do you just think that they're good, they have great teams because of circumstance?
1: Well, I think I think Calipari's a good teacher. That doesn't make him a great coach because yeah. Calipari's guys come, he, he, he's preparing for them for the NBA. Um, so I yeah. think, I think, in terms of between self and, and Calipari. I give Calipari more credit, because he, his mentality isn't to win the title, necessarily. It's to yeah. progress his team. Sometimes he gets lucky with an Anthony Davis, and they win an end. He's only won one title, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but if you go back early in his career, what he did at UMass, and what he did at Memphis, um, yeah. so his, his CV is littered before that. But this season, I mean, but the reason he's only won one title is because he, he's taking these young guys and trying to make them into NBA players. So they go from, from that to this. And a lot of his guys do well early in the NBA. The ones who, the good ones, end up doing. He had Devin Booker. I mean, he's a star. Kat's a star. Um, Joel Okafor wasn't uh, great. Oh, no, not. He wasn't at Kentucky. was Never mind. Um, um, so, so, but a lot of his guys, and this year, Tyler Hero, was a 14th pick and it's just unbelievable so it's just like his guys tend to but he, it's because he's teaching them he's not trying to win a championship he, if yeah. he does by coincidence great but he's not doing that because I mean again John Wall, Boogie Cousins um a lot of them are, are going through this and doing well in the NBA and, and I'm not a fan of John Wall at all but he was he was good at the gate when he started in the NBA so it's just like He's doing a service for the young guys, but that doesn't necessarily he's going to be winning in college basketball. Where Bill Self, I I think he's trying to win championships. And he's not molding young guys for the NBA. He's trying to win. So maybe I think he deserves, I mean, they both deserve some criticism, but I think he probably deserves a little more just because his his idea isn't trying to get these guys in the NBA and making them great. It's to win. And if, if he's not winning, the credit size is more justified because we know what Calipari is doing. His, you know, so it's a different, it's a different roadmap.
0: Yeah. Um. And, you know, if you look at like the last four winners of the national title, it's been Villanova, North Carolina, Villanova again, and Virginia. And even that North Carolina team didn't have that many NBA players on it. It was Roy Williams. Um, I forget the Virginia and Villanova coach's name, but it was those four, three guys building a proper squad of juniors and seniors to go out there and win championships. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. – I agree with you. Go ahead. Do you think um, – why do you think, though – and this is like a serious question. Why do you think Virginia and Villanova have been so successful over the past few years? Is it really because they just – they're picking, instead of like the top five-star recruits, they're picking like three-and-a-half, four-star recruits, bringing them in? and trying to keep them there and develop and win, win things? Yeah, so
1: I can I, – I, I, I'm not sure about Virginia that much. Just I, I know they're good, but they're um, – for a long time, they were been like the – they're like a great regular season team that would fade down the stretch. But for Villanova, uh, Jay Wright doesn't recruit players who are going to leave after one year. So when he's sure. recruiting someone, that goes into his – what he's saying because he's not going to recruit someone who's going to leave after a year. So what he, what, what Jay Wright does is he wants minimum, at the minimum, you say for two years. Those are the players he's going after. So that doesn't necessarily mean he's going after the highest prospect. He's not going to go after Zion and and R.J. Barrett and people like that because they're going to leave after one year. They're not going to come back. Um, so I think with Villanova, I think it goes into the recruiting and he knows. At least I have, at least, I have these guys for at least two years because I think there's been Villanova sophomores who've left, but yeah. they're not they're not jumping after freshman year. Even um, you know like Randy Foy and, and Roy Hibbert back in the day. Um, those Roy guys. Up. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I'm oh, sorry, I got I got them confused. My bad. But just just play. Uh, but Randy Foy was on um, on Villanova though, um, and a few others. So it's just like those guys. You, I mean, and I'm not saying that he was the greatest player ever or anything like that, but he stayed for you know a couple years before he, you know, he he made that move to the NBA, and so a lot of guys that play for the teams like that are staying, and so the the coach knows that they have something to work with.
0: Yep, and even guys like um, Tom Izzo, Michigan State, he developed. Look at Draymond Green. Yeah, who knew that that was was going to happen? He gave to him. Right, I had
1: no idea that he was going to be that. And we can get onto this later, but like, he's he made he's he's had an incredible career for himself. I think he's excellent. I think if he doesn't go to Golden State, his story looks different. Yeah, but He's still, regardless, he's still worth more than he would have been if he had if he if he wasn't coached by Tom Izzo. So I think Draymond Green isn't Draymond Green on the Grizzlies or someone like that. He's yeah. that good because of the Warriors, which confuses people of how valuable he actually is. But
0: given he's not fact, an NBA player without Tom Izzo.
1: Yeah. And he's, he's like, I, I think he's a little above average, in fairness. He looks great on Golden State, and probably he gets into the Hall of Fame just because he was on that team. But I, I won't agree. <laughs> you know, when that happens, I'm not agreeing with it. But he's a better player in the NBA in the small – the things that he does really well because of Tom Izzo. And he was a second-round pick, and he knows every player that was drafted in front of him, which
0: is part of the mental part of how great he was. Yeah, but, you know, I disagree with that. I think Jeremy Green is a sure I He's the best defensive player we've had since Rodman.
1: Yeah, but I think if he's drafted by the Timberwolves, he's not having that career. He's not well, that Well, I agree with that. I
0: think Steve Kerr – Steve Kerr also is a phenomenal coach. Yeah. Things like that help. But yeah. I just, I mean, you know, I mean, Michael Jordan didn't win six titles till they got till they brought Phil in. So you know, it, it takes a team effort. <laughs> no, he does. He's
1: good. But like, what I'm saying is, if you placed him in a different team, he doesn't. Yeah. He's he he's gonna be like a. I'll be generous. He's like an eight six nine guy, but he's not, or something like that. A low like a single uh, double sort of thing, but not. He's not gonna he's not winning defensive player of the year if he, he's not drafted by the Warriors. So the Warriors helped him so much. And I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I don't see him as a max player or someone that, but he's a great defensive player, but I think he still would have been a good defensive player. It's just the fact that he was on the Warriors helped him so much because of, yeah. because all the things I mentioned, they have an A plus owner coach and uh, best player. So if, so, but again, so it just comes down to everything. But again, he's, he's good because of Tom Izzo. He's probably not making the league if he doesn't have him, or if he goes to. I mean, I'm guessing he didn't have a lot of offers coming out of high school. So, if he'd gone to one, maybe that was his only one. But you know what I mean. So it it just yeah. greatly affected
0: his career because he had he had a coach like that. Yeah. Um, another topic I wanted to get into. Um, and we're all over the place today, but I just wanted to have like a big basketball discussion because the playoffs. Yeah,
1: that's cool.
0: Playoffs after this. Right, uh, our listeners, we will get. We're going to give you about another 30, 45 minutes which for just playoff talk. But the career is starting to wind down. In the grand scheme of things, where do you place Pop in the greatest coaches? Because for me, he's fighting for the number one spot.
1: Ooh, that's tough. Um, third, maybe? Um, I. It's hard, though, because of the previous... Phil, Phil's obviously one. And then... Two, it's basically a, I guess, a, a tie between um, Red Arbach and um, and Pop, but that's a coin flip. And I know, I know the Celtics when they won all those championships back in the day. There were like eight teams or whatever. Yeah. Still, I think just how good he was as a coach just during that era. It needs it, you know. Same same thing with Bill Russell. Bill Russell may not be as highly regarded because of the area he played in. But it's just like the certain things that these two guys did together that made them so incredible. But then again, Pop, I think Pop is right there with what he did with with Duncan and and Ginobili and guys like Patty Mills, who probably isn't an NBA player, at least a good one on other teams. And then you have won five titles, probably should have won six if it wasn't for Ray Allen in the corner Um, and Chris Bosh's rebound. Um, so, I mean, he's right up there. It just, I mean, it depends what happens with Kawhi, because if Kawhi ends up winning multiple titles with the Clippers, then it, he kind of proves Pops wrong about one player. But outside of that, it's. has But it's got just pretty, one player, you know? Right, but if if – all right, I, I know this is, this is getting ahead of myself – but if if he okay, so he gives he gives up on Kawhi or whatever. Kawhi goes to the Clippers. If he wins three in a row, it makes Pop look bad. You you get what I'm saying? So yeah, but, it is just one player. But again, he also drafted that one player when no one thought he was going to be that. He
0: traded. Um, God, I remember this trade because as a Pacers fan, this haunts my soul till the day I die. Paul, uh, George, something. He traded Kawhi Leonard and traded him for George Hill.
1: Yeah, and then you gave them uh, you gave them something else too. But um, anyway, so that trade is also justifies how great he is as a as a coach. Um, we'll have to see what happens with Kawhi the last rest of his career. Um, but I mean, he's right up there with Phil. I, I don't feel like Kobe and Michael, but still, so not, they're not winning. It's not like they were they were sweeping every finals. Phil lost the finals and won uh, um, with – I mean, with Kobe and, and won, I think, several others. So –
0: he's Phil, I think they were five and two. They lost to the Pistons and the Celtics. Right. So they lose
1: two finals. I, I'll be honest. The I, the Pistons one is just worse, I think, because of – they had Shaq and Kobe and all that stuff. But um, the Celtics – that year, the Celtics weren't losing that finals. They had – Rondo is come becoming a star at the end of that year. So it's just like he had five steals in game six. And that was, that was one of the most embarrassing final games I've ever seen. But, like, so I don't put that necessarily on Phil necessarily just because I thought the Celtics were the better team. And I thought it was crazy that people – there were so many people saying the Lakers were going to win and whatever. But um, and I might be a little biased there, but I, I think the Celtics were just that, – that year they were better. 2010, that wasn't the case. But then so, – so he doesn't even have that many blemishes on his resume. With Michael, he just won all the time, and but they had they, he had to play uh, Utah twice, and they got into game sixes and uh, never got got to a game seven. But you know what I mean. So there's it wasn't like you know a dummy could have coached this team. You know what I mean. Kind of like um, kind of reminds me a little bit of like Pep Guardiola a little bit, just because a lot of people try to say oh cause they, have, they had Michael and Kobe and Pep had Messi, um, but. He, just because of the small things that both of these guys did um, they're up there in terms of historically great in, in their sports. But I think Phil Phil's Phil's number one. And I think pop would have to win again to, to overtake him. But if he does with a team without a superstar,
0: I mean, then I think then he probably goes into number one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into playoffs. Um, The series I've been most intrigued by, honestly, is the Clippers and Mavericks. Um, Mavericks won a game. Last night was kind of competitive. Um, Out of any of the upsets, I said the Mavericks were probably the most likely to make it um, because of the talent. Um, Do you think that they have a chance, one, to win another game or even two and maybe even force a seven? Or do you just think this Clippers team is that dominant? Because I have a lot of faith in Doncic. I do, too. I had, going into the series, I
1: had, um, I had Clippers and Sticks, and I'm sticking with that. I think they'll get one more. They'll get one more, but they're not beating the Clippers. I I just, they're too good in so many places. Even, forget, forget Kawhi and and, um, and Paul George. They have uh, Montez Harrell. You have Patrick Beverly. You have Lou Williams. I mean, if, if, if Kawhi, only or Paul George only, the Clippers still probably win it. I think it's it's like a game seven sort of thing. But um, Doncic is too good. Um, do not let this to 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 basically fall at, at after five games. Um, so I I do think that's going to be a six game. I think they'll win one more. But I just don't see the Clippers losing a series um, at least now. Maybe. Sorry. I think they're going all the way to the finals and then we'll see what happens. But um,
0: I think this will be the most difficult series. And Wait, I know so you're, you're saying that this is more difficult than if they play the Lakers. Yes. Okay. Can, can you give me a reason? Um, well, so I've seen the Lakers a couple of
1: times and the Clippers may, I mean, the Lakers have Anthony Davis. He doesn't play the fourth quarter. He might be on the court. He does not play. He's he has the worst plus minus in among the Lakers, um, uh, just in the league. And he's great through three quarters. So if the Clippers in four games can be in front in three quarters. They have good. I mean, they have LeBron James, and LeBron is turning play playoff LeBron, and he's great. Um, <coughs> really high on my all time list. But you, so let's just okay. We have LeBron. We have AD, and then just look at everything else they have they have kyle kuzma who's whining about not starting games you have um caruso who I, he's a fun story not a great player you have uh, a pope not a great like the depth is the real problem if yeah. if rondo turns into playoff rondo the series goes a game further than it should if when those teams those two teams match up they have the best player but the thing is, Kawhi and Paul George are great. They're not as good as LeBron, at least right now, in my opinion. But if they have an off game, they can get it from their, their depth and their bench. LeBron and AD are best duo when healthy and when rolling. But they're not – the problem is their other pieces around them aren't going to be good enough to, to beat the Clippers. And I've been on this all season. I'm, I don't know when they'll play. I would probably say Clippers in five. And I know that that sounds that sounds a little crazy, but I just trust the other. It's not. It's not that I'm. It's not like LeBron versus Kawhi or Paul George versus Anthony Davis. I'm looking at the out the other pieces. What are they? How if if William, if uh, Lou Wilk one day drops 37 in a game coming off the bench? How how what are the Lakers gonna do to stop it? And I know AD is defensive. Um. So if if those two teams meet up, it doesn't go further than the six. I would say. I would say five, but maybe LeBron will have enough another playoff moment, so maybe six. So, but I don't see a situation where the Lakers beat the Clippers in, in over a series, because now that they're everyone's together and they're clicking, um, and the Mavics are a challenge. They have they have a big two with with um, um, Chris Stopps and and Jan, uh, and Dantich, So I just think the momentums with the Clippers, the mo- momentum would have the Lakers if they were playing in front of fans. The fact that there's not going to be at Staples Center in a Damn, 80% clip, um, uh, Laker fans in the stands, it doesn't help them. And um, I I, they, they did lose that first one of the, the clip um, to the Blazers. Um, I think they'll, they'll win the rest of the games that series. But they, um, the, the Lakers can't shoot threes either. The Clippers can. So it's just like the only advantage they have between the two is they have LeBron James. And yeah, that seems to be the only one. If, you if, have they, Avery, if they have Avery Bradley, if he's here, it's a different story. And maybe it goes six, maybe it goes seven, but still it's just, I'm so concerned with the rest of the team that, cause I know LeBron is going to get his. I know Anthony Davis at least through three quarters is going to get his. So Anthony Davis needs to step up in the fourth quarter. They need to hit their three throws. Um, and um, I don't know that's not the, the be all end all, but among all that stuff, they also just, the other pieces need to step up. And I just trust the Clippers, other guys more. And that's why I think if they go head-to-head, you know, um, we'll see what happens. But I think, personally, I think the Rockets give Clippers more trouble than the, than the Lakers Because, And I'm not saying right. I think the Lakers are better than the Rockets, but I'm just saying I just feel like the Clippers are, are the easily the best team in the West, and I think they're going to um, – round two will be will be, uh, will be hit difficult for them, but outside of that,
0: I think they're going straight to the finals. Um, Magic stole the first game. Bucks destroyed them the second game. <laughs> Um, I assume assume the series is over. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> yeah.
1: Remember the, how the Bucks beat the Raptors last year and then won the championship? So, or um, so anyway. The, no, it's just it was a fluke game. Um, no, it's done. The, I mean, the Magic are an okay team, but they're not they're not hanging with the Bucks. I mean, come on now. Even if Chris Middleton doesn't show up for the next for the next several games, Giannis by himself playing one on five beat the beat the um, the Magic. So.
0: Magic. It's done. done. Do you think, um, do you think if he doesn't win the finals this year, it's an absolute failure for the Bucs? Um,
1: unless uh, probably if they get to the finals and lose in game seven against the Clippers or something like that, then I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can view it that way just because the Clippers have the better team and more depth. Um, I don't know about bet probably a better coach too. I mean, so if, if they push the Clippers to like game seven, they lose, I don't think that's a failure. If they go out in like five or something, then it's it's a failure. But again, it's still technically continued progress because they getting to the finals should be their priority. And then once they get there, then it's anyone's game. But I think it it puts immense pressure on them going into next season if they don't make if they don't win the championship. Um, it's hard to say. I think the Bucs should be favored to win the whole thing, even with the Clippers, because the Clippers have the best team and have, have the best depth and everything of like that. But they haven't played together on a consistent basis because of all the load management stuff. So they're not playing together as a team all the time. So that's why I can think they could get tripped up by like a, a team like the Bucks. But if the Bucks win it, it's not, it's not on Giannis, it's on Chris Middleton. He's going to be the key to that, because Giannis, yeah. Giannis is going to get you 30 at 10 at worst. So Chris Middleton, who I'm not a huge fan of, he needs to at least give, he needs to average at least 18, 19 points a game for them to have a chance. He needs to have, he needs to come through in big games. But yeah, I think the bucks it's probably a failure, but I don't think it's a, I don't think they blow up the roster if they don't win it, but it puts so much pressure on them to win it the next season, which it's going to be even more difficult because other teams are going to load up. So this is, this is a, their best chance to, To win a title,
0: yeah. Do you think we're sleeping on Miami?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I think I think they're really good. It just, do I? I I don't think they can beat the Bucks. That's the problem. Yeah. If they were to be matched up with somebody else in the East, if they had a like Miami or Miami or sorry Boston or um, Toronto or something like that, maybe they could get to the to the conference finals, but I, I don't see them making it because Jimmy Butler is great, but he's not as good as Giannis. They yeah. may have better other pieces in there, but it's it's Jimmy Butler and, and it's it's a Jimmy Butler show. And I'm not saying they don't have other good players because they do, but he's their one. Uh, he's he's carrying the team. Um, if the, he's not on the team, I don't know if they make the playoffs. So. Yeah. The Bucks, I think, because they have Giannis, gifts, it's huge because he, he contributes on the offensive and defensive end. If you have a superstar that's con- contributing just on one way, then it's it's a it's a you know it's a different situation because um, if if you're only if you're not playing defense then it helps. But if yeah. Giannis is doing both, it's gonna be hard. Jimmy Butler does both too, but I would say it goes deep. But they, I don't think they're gonna beat him. But you never know.
0: Um, my favorite matchup in the first round because it's the one I think is going to be the most entertaining. Two games, one lead for the Jazz. Um, Nuggets, I assume, will make it close. Um, Do you think whoever wins the series, because I believe they're the four and five seeds and the Lakers are number one, do you think they could give the Lakers some trouble at all? Like, I'm not saying win the series, but like push it to six.
1: I I like the Jazz. Um, My friend Dana is a huge Jazz fan, so I'm sorry I have to do this to you, man, but if the Nuggets win, they'll give the Lakers trouble. If the Jazz win, sweep. Really? I think so. I've seen that. I've seen Jazz Lakers play multiple times this year. They're not going to do anything against the Lakers. They're just not. The Nuggets have, I think the Nuggets, they match up better with them because they have Jokic. And I know Rudy Gobert is good and great defensively and stuff, and that will be helpful. But he's not scoring from longer than, you know, five feet from the basket. He's going to be dunking. He's going to be doing a lot of just stuff inches away from the basket. Jokic can shoot. He can distribute. He's pretty good. He's not great defensively, but he can do enough. And they have Murray um, and and other pieces and Harris and just they just have a they just – I think they can they, – their depth is better than the Lakers. Their star isn't. So that's why I think the, the, the Nuggets have a better chance. But I still think the Jazz are going to win this series. It's going to be close. But I, ha- I have the Jazz winning series, but I just – I think the Nuggets give Lakers more trouble than the Jazz
0: would. Do you think um, Michael Porter Jr. is the wild card, though? Some yeah. High school. When Mizzou got him, everybody in my home state was going bananas. I mean, I know he got hurt, but you know, it's like the first time we got the number one overall recruit. Do you think if he develops even like more, some? Do you think? What I'm trying to say is, do you think he has the potential in this series against the Jazz because of talent alone to take over a game and steal one? For the kids?
1: Yeah, I think it's going seven. That's just me. The teams are so close in comparison because both of them match up with each other so well. I think the Jazz have the best player. Cause I Jokic is love good. Donovan Mitchell. Jokic is great, but and this is not popular opinion. I think Donovan Mitchell's better. I think he's I think, I think agree. he's I think he's better. And um Daniel will appreciate me because he's a big Donovan Mitchell fan, but like Donovan Mitchell is just he is he is all dog. You know what I mean? And sometimes he's he's outscored by the other opposing star but that's going to happen. Um, he's, he's sensational. He's, he's the wild card here. He in game, there's going to be a game seven in my opinion and Donovan Mitchell will be the one to take over game seven. Um, and and the problem is if they get, if they meet the Lakers, I don't think his ability alone is going to be enough to, to, they may steal a game if they had to play the Lakers in the next round. But so I think it's going seven. I think the jazz is the best player. Um, they maybe can make it six. If the Jazz win the next game, it's going six. But I think they're going to even it up. Um, I think it's going to be a back and forth battle all the way through. But Donovan Mitchell's the key in this series, and he'll be the key for the Jazz all the way through. Yeah. Um, I just hope they get past the first round um, just because they've struggled and have had to meet the Rockets two years in a row, and that's not been kind to them. No. So... Um, I'm just excited to see the Jazz potentially have it, and then well, I don't think they have a chance against the Lakers, but even if they steal a game, it, it's enough, and it's 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 only because LeBron. That's the key for me. LeBron is just so much better than anyone on the Jazz, and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can play for three quarters and have 30 and not do a thing in the fourth quarter, and it still would be enough to beat the Jazz over four over seven games. So, um, so I, I I think it just makes it really difficult. But Donovan Mitchell is he's the best player in the series and he's why I think the Jazz probably beat the Nuggets in six or seven.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think the Jazz in seven, I hope it goes seven. Um, But I totally agree. I mean, we're not trying to sound like Nick right here. (laughs) LeBron, I love that. I love watching him play. He is so fun to watch. If you don't believe that he is above and beyond every player in the NBA still, and is the best player in the world you're not watching basketball. I mean, no offense to the honest or anything. The guy's 35 and is still – it's like it's, – it's the funniest thing because him and Sidney Crosby, you know, like I know compared to different sports. Well, I love like Sidney Crosby, so good reference. Starting to get up in like their 30s, you know. Yeah. But they're destroying everybody else and dominating the game. Like those two, because Crosby came in at 05, LeBron in 03. Like in both winter sports, we are seeing once-in-generational talents, and I think people are starting to appreciate it, you know. but. Yeah. Honestly, like LeBron, I think he's he's an alien. He can he's he's got another one or two years at least at this level, and I know he's almost thirty-five. And I think he's going to take over the game. And I think he's the Jazz are going to and honestly, I think they're going to beat the Clippers. I really do. And I think um, honestly, and I know it pains me to say it because this man was one of my idols growing up. I think they're going to have some heavenly help in getting to the finals this year. Yeah.
1: No, I don't mind the I don't mind the Lakers winning. it. I just uh, st- based on go
0: ahead. That's who I want to see, and I know you're a Celtics fan, and I'm sorry because the Patriots have no chance. But with how bad of a year it's been to Corona, I mean, how bad the year started, and may God rest Kobe's soul, because yeah, my God, what a play. He's my, my, my dream Jordan. is Jordan.
1: My dream is for him to win. Okay, it's not my dream, but I'd like to see the Lakers winning it, and then. Um, LeBron winning Finals MVP and like hosting it to the sky and saying this was for Kobe. I want that moment so bad. I just don't think they would be the Clippers. That's that's just the way I see it. But I don't mind the Lakers winning it, mostly because I mean the Lakers and Celtics are rivals, but still, for for what Kobe stood for and all that stuff, I want him to win it. And technically, the Lakers won four of their five five titles with uh, attached to a different franchise. So. Technically, the Celtics would still have more championships. So that doesn't bother me because I, I just don't view it that way. Because if the Lakers had moved to a different city, they wouldn't have counted the four or five championships. Um, or if they called the, the Lakers something else, the, the championship that they won in Minneapolis wouldn't have been counted as their, their title. How many did they
0: win in Minneapolis? I think they won like two, right?
1: No, f- like four or five. Okay. Because they had uh, Gervin. If,
0: if we're wrong about that, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll look it up later and put it on uh, – make an Instagram post about it.
1: Yeah, I think it's four or five. So
0: this might be a weird way to look at
1: this, but I don't count those when I talk when we were talking about Lakers versus Celtics, because the only reason the Lakers have those titles is because they kept the Laker name. So they went from Minneapolis to L.A. If they if they went to from Minneapolis to L.A. and called them the the Los Angeles Dragons or something, <laughs> um, they wouldn't they wouldn't have counted those because if you're not going to count OKC's. Seattle championship, you can't count the Lakers for that they won in Minneapolis. So, I they mean, won five, you're correct. Yeah, so, so the Celtics still have more titles in reality than the Lakers do. So if the Lakers win one more, it I, it doesn't hurt my feelings that they're going to technically have eight, uh, you know, 17 championships.
0: Yeah, do you think, um, and I know you're realistic about um, the Celtics, do you, um, do you think, though, like, by the end of your lifetime, like, the Lakers will probably pass them up?
1: If the, the Lakers passing the Celtics up? Yeah. No. No way. Because LeBron's gone, and LeBron – okay, if LeBron wins – so, let's just take – so, if they have – they have 16 it's – so, it's 11 to 18 at, at 17 at this point, if we're counting it in the actual way. So, they would have to win, you know, five more and we would have to not win a bunch. And I fi- I truly believe we are going to win a championship with Jason Tatum in this team. So the Lakers may win one before we do, but we're going to win one before Jason Tatum. I would say before he hits 30. So that, right, gives, that, that gives us six, seven years. And I don't think we win it this year. Probably don't win it next year. But maybe three years from now, the toughest we win a championship. But... The Lakers, the Lakers, I think the reason I I say this is LeBron is going to be great. I think for another two years, I agree with that. And Anthony Davis is going to be great for a long time. But when LeBron is gone and it's just Anthony Davis, if they don't fix the other issues, it's going to look like the Pelicans did when he was in New Orleans, where they, he's put up like, you know, 28 and 15, but they're the seventh seed. So, they'll need another star to L.A. if they're going to win something. And that's if he stays after this year. Oh, he's going to stay. I, I don't think he – does, he doesn't orchestrate this whole move for him to, to go somewhere else. Because what there's not a, a lot Fair of other places to. that are going to – like, I guess going back to Chicago, but for, because that's his hometown team, but they suck. So, all due respect. Um, so, where is he going to go? He's not going to go to Boston after being in L.A., and the only reason he rejected his previous contract offer from the Lakers is because if he waits until the summer, he signs a Supermax and he gets he gets so much more money that it made no sense for him to to you know to, to accept it. It was just a formality and they knew he was gonna reject it so he could take the max deal at the end of the summer. Um, but they need something else to to really help him, uh, the both of them. Um, I hope, I hope, I hope that LeBron can win another one. Um, He's very high on my list uh, of all-time players. Um, there, I get why some people are not fans, um, but we're watching greatness, and I think we just need to accept that. Um, so as far as that goes, I think they probably, he'll probably win another one. But if he, So here's the thing. If he doesn't win this year, it's going to be increasingly more difficult past year. So this might be, and I'm not saying it will be, this might be his last chance to win the championship, at least in LA, just because there are teams that are going re- to reload. I think the Warriors are going to be back in this in not a long time from now, um, especially with the assets they have and they can use picks and stuff to, for Andrew Wiggins and other things to, to try to get bigger pieces. So er- there are teams that are going to get better. Everyone's going to get better. I don't know what's gonna happen in Philadelphia, but one of those pieces could become a trading piece. And uh, what if, I don't know, uh, what if one of these teams gets Ben Simmons? Um, Then it's it's, it's more difficult because this is is, is gonna be the hardest championship to win, but it's going to be maybe LeBron's last chance. Because I think LeBron, I would have given the MVP to Giannis because he's had the best season, but LeBron is the best player in basketball. And Nick Wright says a lot of stuff I frankly disagree with. If LeBron had the, the uh, you know, um, the Chicago Bulls roster, he would still find a way to say that they're better than the Clippers. But but he's right in terms of this. If LeBron turned turns into playoff LeBron in a real way and he gets just a little help from Matthew Davis, it very well could be so. I just think they, they match up so poorly with the Clippers, which is why I'm taking the Clippers. But again, this is their. This is the. Yeah, this is the best shot they're going to have.
0: All right. Uh, very good. Uh, one more series. Um, and I do agree with that. Um, this is it. I think the Warriors will come back strong. They got the second overall pick. They can trade that so to get somebody. They can trade it, or they can draft somebody. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Raptors. I'm happy to finally proving it wasn't a fluke and just absolutely destroying the Nets and proving that Kyle Lowry's a great player. Nick Lur- Nurse is a great coach. You know, they probably have the best GM in the league. They're one of the most well-run organizations. They do everything the right way. And yeah. Um, what do you think about them and their chances of getting back to the finals? Uh,
1: good chance. I think it's a coin flip between Boston and Toronto, but Nick Nurse is the coach of the year. I don't care what anybody says because he had Kawhi won the title. Kawhi left. He's the same team. Because they didn't sign anybody big, at least. And they're, they're in the same place they were last year. So if Kawhi is on Toronto, they probably winning it this year. So it's just like, it's incredible what he's done with that team. Uh, Fred Van, Van Fleet, I think, has done a really good job. Pascal Siakam is quietly becoming one of my favorite players in the whole league just because he's just special. You know what I mean? He The whole thing he had in the finals, that wasn't a fluke either. He's really become a different level of of, of a monster, and he made the All Star game this year. They have a great coach, they have a great team. Um, they were net the Nets aren't going to even get a game. Um, I don't. Kyrie's not even there, isn't he? I don't think so, right? I don't. know. No, because I thought he refused. I thought he refused. Anyway, so the Nets, the Nets are are gone. Just, I just, I just think that the, the Raptors are going to cl- clean sweep. Uh, um, the Nets. Um, they got some nice and nice pieces, but they're just they're just not the team that they're going to be next year. Next year, they're going to look a lot different and they're going to be much more imposing. This year, they're not going to be imposing at all. And the Raptors will just go through. Um, they have a good chance in the finals, I would say, to get there. They have to beat the Bucks, which they might match up well with the Bucs, actually. So that, I think Boston, that's the one that's going to kind of determine everything, because I think that's a seven-game series. Um, yeah. I would probably say Boston has the best player in um, Jason Tatum. But maybe Toronto has a better team in the whole, in whole. But it, it just, it's just difficult to pick because you have a great team in Toronto and then you have Kemba, Jason Tatum, and, and Jalen Brown. And then you have guys like Marcus Smart who aren't averaging 20 points a game, but the, he provides stuff defensively. And he has the ability to lock people up. And then you have a few other pieces that, that can hit shots and, and make threes and get to the basket. And and when Jason Tatum and Kemba are rolling together, it's hard for anybody to beat them. So kind of a mix between biased and unbiased here. I think that the, the Celtics would beat them in seven. But it would be really it's really hard to say, though, because the teams are so close in comparison. Um, and any team that comes out of this portion probably has a chance against the Bucs. I still think the Bucs will probably make the finals. But it's just hard to say with everything going on. But those two series, that series specifically is one that you're going to want to watch for just because of everything that that's leading up to this. Because um, the Celtics got rid of Kyrie. Um, the, the Raptors don't have Kawhi. So it it's just, it's like one of those series that could really... Go either way, and I would probably take Boston, but it's hard to say. Really, it's—I think it's a coin
0: flip. Yep. Um. All right. Uh. Two more questions before we close up the show today. Uh. First of all, um, is it fair to say that the Larry O'Brien Trophy is the tr- is the only true world title in sports? <laughs> that's the hockey one, right? No, that's the basketball one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Family <laughs> Cup. What are we? T- what are you doing? <laughs>
1: My bad, my bad. I, I just got – just because um, I forget that some of these trophies have names. I just think of the NBA finals. Um, is it the most valuable in sports?
0: Yeah, is it – can you call it a true world title? Because, like, baseball calling it a world title is absurd. The NFL, no. American football, anything a world title is absurd. You know, calling the Stanley Cup because of how many great leagues are over in Europe is absurd. But yeah. it's – the best uh, players in the world come to North America. I don't know,
1: man. It's because there's so many big trophies across Europe. It's definitely the most important and the most valuable in American sports. But I, it's so difficult because it just it depends on the season and the circumstance. So some years, the, it, it, it looks like the NBA's title is the most valuable. Like uh, the, game, the LeBron Game 7 against the Warriors, that series... It made it look like that that was the biggest title. But then there's some Champions League games that make it, that look like the biggest title. Um, I, for sure, it's the biggest in American sports. It's bigger than the Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl, listen, I know, sorry, the uh, the champion, the NFL championship. Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, so that championship in American football, um, what happens is, there, you get to the playoffs, and then there's all, you only have to win a couple of games to win, to win the championship. Um, so all things considered with that, it's just like, the, you know, your Chiefs got through. You won this game, this game, and this game, and then you were champions.
0: Yeah, so, and it was a great
1: feeling. It's a great feeling, and I'm not taking anything away from what you did or what other teams have done. But you only have to win a small amount of games. In the um, – NBA, you have to win 16. 16. You know what I mean? In, yeah. in, in the Champions League, you have to win, like, you have to play six games and then two legs from the round of 16 to the quarterfinals, the semifinal, the final. So, both of these two leagues or championships, you have so much um, games to play, where with the, with the N- N- NFL, you just have to win a few. So I think the NFL is out. Baseball, you have to play more, but I don't know. I just don't think it's as big as, as um, just based on numbers also than the NBA. Yeah. Um, and, and even if you could do the number argument against the NFL too, because if you take away the people just watching for commercials, then the NBA is more watched in that in their championship than the NFL there. So I would say in American sports, but I, I think it's still a coin flip with the Champions League. And with that, it just depends on the year of the Champions League. Because some years are just, like last year wasn't, you know, after the, that Champions League, we couldn't really say that that was the most valuable in sports. But, but other years, it, it's, it, it, you, can, you can make that argument. But it's, I think it's the Champions League and, and the NBA, personally.
0: Um, last one, uh, who wins tomorrow? Uh,
1: between, oh, the Champions League final? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I,
0: I'm sticking with my original pick, uh, Bayern Munich 3-2. to, uh, three to two. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Bayern 4-2. Um, we'll talk to you either tomorrow or Monday night on Kansas Snakes, the Olympico, and review the game. All right. um, well, we'll see y'all next week. We'll be doing a lot more college football. We just had to get through a bunch of the NBA stuff today. I mean, it's the most prevalent. The playoffs are going on. For any hockey fans, I'm sorry. You know what? I love hockey, too, but nobody really cares. <laughs> Outside of the 20,000 season ticket holders in each each state, I don't care if that makes me sound ignorant. Um, but, yeah, so we're talking about the two, probably the two biggest sports in the world, the NBA and European football. So, yeah, um, come on, you Gooners. Let's go Pacers, maybe. <laughs> Win the game today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. See you later.